Next on BYUSN, a Black Friday special. BYU football has one more shot at earning bowl eligibility tomorrow at 28th ranked Oklahoma State. Do we believe the Cougars can build off last week's performance against OU? Blaine Fowler, Uncle B will join us to preview that very matchup between the Cougars and Cowboys and maybe where they have an advantage to the Cougars. Men's hoops moves to 5-0 after a big win versus Arizona State. Are the Cougars going to be ranked Monday regardless of what happens tonight against NC State? Big 12 Roundup features the final regular season slate and prop picks between the Cougs and Cowboys as we have a game starting right now. And which team needs a win more, football versus Oklahoma State or women's soccer tonight in the Elite Eight against North Carolina? Welcome to BYU Sports Nation, presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. It is Friday, November 24th. Have we got a deal for you? It is Black Friday, yes. And fortunately for you, this show is free, Jerem. Did you buy anything? I have not purchased anything yet. I can't I've wait not for purchased my... a single thing. No, <laughs> uh, I will. I will buy a lot of things today, and I can't wait for the majority of everyone's bank accounts to be that much more depleted. I will after buy today. zero things today. I think I, I'm not in the mood. Uh, but hey, last night, what a win against Arizona State. Late night, that... early this morning, technically, right? I know. I was so with like four minutes to go. I was like, all right, I'm good. Yeah. I'm tired. I'm gonna go to bed. Blah blah blah. And then I was like, eh, I should probably watch the last four minutes just in case something happened. Something happened. A uh, little, little scuffle there. Hey, we'll Tiki. Talk about later. Hey, <laughs> uh, yeah. But th this game was uh, summarized well by Robbie McCombs, who writes for Vanquish the Poe. He does good work. He said, this game was for you, Charles. Boone. Yes. In 2008, BYU lost a game, and they felt like they won at the buzzer. Now, later, BYU played, you know. They did win Harden. it at the buzzer. Well, they did not. But uh, we, we think that they did. So here's the play, by the way. That just tipped in, right? Oh, the game winner. Oh, my gosh. Dave Rose. No good. No good. What? And Dave Rose was going to pull a, a Tiki Ali, a Tiki right there, too. So this, this, was, uh, this that, was a bummer. That's out of his but head. But later, BYU played Arizona State, won with Jimmer Fernandez, whatnot. But to, to say this game was for you, Charles Boo, is a reference to that yes. moment, and was, we are still upset about that moment. I was thinking about it for yeah. a lot of the game. Ah. Hey, so well, well, cogitated. took care of business. 28-point victory last night, and as Jerem referenced, much more to come on that a little bit later. For the time being, happy Black Friday once again. All rise and shout. Let's get to what's trending. Let's go. There's a lot riding on it for us. We on the mission. Yeah, we on the mission. The mission is to win and destroying competition. It takes 11 guys to execute the place properly. Saturday, they can compete way more than we thought. Wait, that's what the real mission is? Destroy the competition. Destroy the com competition. That is the mission. Destroy the competition. Wow. I like the song choice there. Well done, production staff. Is called to serve up next? BYU at Oklahoma State. The Cougars are a 17-point underdog, 16 and a half, depending on which line you look at. Are we used to that? I think we are. 17 plus! Yeah. In the wrong ways, Jerem. Hey, maybe win by seven. But the Cougars, hey, had every opportunity to destroy the 24 and a half point line last week against Oklahoma, wind up losing by seven. That's a difference of 17. Eh, eh. My favorite president. So, Jerem, do you believe BYU can somehow, some way, build off last week's performance against Oklahoma, implement it against Oklahoma State, and have something good happen tomorrow? 
I hope. You know, there's no guarantee that week to week you string together the same performance. We certainly hope if BYU stinks that they don't stink the next week, and so you hope there's a difference, right? But in this, we hope that BYU continues to be able to run the ball, continues to find intermediate passing plays. The difference would be you need to protect the ball and you need to take it away. Uh, So hopefully BYU can do that. If they do, that's great. Now, Oklahoma State uh, is pretty good at a couple of things that may be an issue. Fourth down defense, number one in the country. They blocked four kicks. They don't penalize themselves very much, top 25 in that way, and they don't give up sacks and TFLs. But the stinky stats for OSU are places BYU can take advantage. 79th and third downs. Can BYU move the chains? 88th and third down defense. Yep. Uh, can BYU move the chains? They don't even move it that well on offense to that first one. And then in total defense, 115th. Like, they give up some yards. Can BYU finally get to 400 in this game? They give up over 430 a game. Can BYU run the ball and use some clock and have a lead and put the pressure on here? The Cowboys, yes, lost to South Alabama early. You look at that and you think, oh, BYU can absolutely win this game. But then you look at the 8-3, and three, you know, second in the Big 12, chance to get in the Big 12 championship game if Texas beats Texas Tech and OSU wins. Those are two likely things, right? But, but what if BYU can build off of uh, last week and actually take care of the ball? There's an opportunity to beat OSU, just like there was an opportunity to beat Oklahoma. Certainly playing on the road is tougher than playing at Lavelle Edwards Stadium for BYU, no duh. On their senior day. But can BYU just give us one great performance, one upset of a top 25 team, get to a bowl game, and they're like, "Ah, okay, we did it. Because if not, not going to a bowl game, that Mm. just stinks. There's a good chance of rain in the forecast on Saturday. I don't know if that benefits Oklahoma State more in their run game or if it benefits BYU more in their now emerging run game. I, I don't know. It's supposed to be cold. It's supposed to be kind of uncomfortable. So who, who does that favor in this matchup? Nobody. <laughs> Both. So the, the weather's going to be weird. Yeah. And frankly, the conference all year has been very weird. The Big 12 to me has felt like college football roulette week to week. Like, how in the heck? Do some of these things happen? How does Oklahoma beat Texas and then go on the road and lose at Kansas when Kansas has a backup quarterback in? How does UCF beat Oklahoma State 45-3? to How does Houston, in 12 seconds of time, throw a Hail Mary and somehow beat West Virginia on their home field? I'm not putting it past anything on Saturday. Again, just spin the wheel, roll that little marble thing around, and see where it lands. Like for me, the Big 12, more than any other conference, has the wheel of destiny thing going like the ACC used to years ago. Like I feel like the Big 12 has now accepted that moniker and is like, I don't know, spin the wheel. Let's just see what happens. So that I think that actually benefits BYU because it's like, look what we did against Oklahoma last week. What BYU should have in many ways probably have beaten Oklahoma last week. Oh, yeah, yeah, BYU. Right? Yeah, BYU should have won. I know. Woulda, shoulda, coulda. But still, the fact that BYU was in position to, like, take a stranglehold on that game late in the second half is like, whoa, okay. Then the pick six. Just add it to the weirdness of the Big 12 Conference all year. Yes. I believe that BYU does have some momentum in the run game. I think that matters. I believe that Jake Retzloff will be the starting quarterback because of that, especially maybe because of the weather conditions, if it's going to be cold and gross and weird and wet and then maybe BYU is at an advantage with the running quarterback who doesn't have to throw as much and against a defense that as you pointed out Jeremy's ranked 115th in the country in total defense Oklahoma State's defense is not great 
But are they going to be so motivated that they feel like, okay, this we're going to get into the Big 12 championship game? Are they going to play with the extra chip on their shoulder? I don't know. It's, I, would, it's, I would hope so. It's, They've got a way more on the line than BYU. College football roulette. I have no idea what to expect tomorrow. And that kind of is fun, and it's also kind of terrifying. BYU could lose this game by 30. They could win this game by 14. It's that much of a spread for me because of conditions and just how weird the conference has been all year. But the one thing that we know is steady. The one thing we know that is steady all year is BYU to have any shot in this game has to win the turnover margin. Like, that has to happen. I don't care anything else, any other numbers. If BYU wins the turnover margin, I believe they will have a shot to win the game tomorrow. Just plus one? Yes. Do it? Plus one. I do not believe that. I believe it has to be two or three, and that one of those has to be maybe even terminal. Like BYU can't be even or, or lose it. they got to be at least plus one to have a shot. Yeah. I, to win, to me, is plus two or three. Like, this, yeah, it's, it's tough. You're not playing at home, and that's kind of the difference. Like, last week at Oklahoma, BYU doesn't play like that. It, it, it doesn't happen like that, in my opinion. I think a lot of that was because BYU was home and comfortable and the crowd was awesome and it was great. Hopefully, BYU can uh, take it away. If BYU does not take it away a single time, forget about it. Not happening. Forget about it's it. It's not happening. Like, if BYU takes it away two or three times, they still need to take care of it. And hopefully, these turnovers are in good situations. Uh, a, a turnover is always great. You, you take the ball away, you prevent a score, but maybe you just punt after that. You at least prevented a score, a would-be score, but you don't even know if they did score. The turnovers that BYU gave Oklahoma last week. 21 points off three turnovers. One was terminal, and two were in, uh, you know, your territory. All three resulted is, in touchdowns. Those are bad ones, right? Ugh. There's not a good turnover, but uh, there's some ones that are extra bad. BYU's got some momentum in the run game for sure. Now, yeah. the, the streak buster no that they need to take care of is the turnover situation. BYU's turned it over six times and have gained no turnovers in the last two losses. The Cougars have in the last three, too. Yeah, they it's have bad. to figure out a way to reverse that I, trend. I would also submit the following. Again, I know it's tougher competition, better defenses, da 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 This isn't a better This defense. isn't a better defense. Get to 400 stinking yards for once. Like, if BYU goes this whole season and doesn't get to 400, like, what is that? What is that? BYU can totally do it tomorrow. Come on. Come on. Oklahoma State gives up 432 yards a game. I know BYU's defense hasn't been great, but BYU is giving up 22 fewer yards than Oklahoma State. It's the offense that's the issue. And then you got to take it away on defense. Like, again, the defense is not without sin here. They have to take it away. If BYU can take care of it. If BYU can rush for 150-plus tomorrow, and win the turnover margin, they got a legitimate shot. Oklahoma State gives up like 175 a game. Can you can you just, can you run for what Oklahoma State Come on. Like typically gives up. If BYU does that and wins the turnover margin, that's where I feel like, okay, uh, I feel like that is something that we know is a known entity. Like if BYU You will keep it you you will be in the game. You will be in the game. Which that's what I want at the end. Like Oklahoma no moral victory there, but, like, it was way more fun to obviously be in that game than, than the previous three games, that three of four or whatever, that and, were just And the question, again, the question arises, like, how does that BYU team that played against Oklahoma put on the performances they did against West Virginia and Iowa State? Because that was the high, not the average. The, the best game BYU's played all year was last week. So That's the high, that, and 
I don't know low, what to expect. There have been why, several lows. Exactly. So where's the median here? I have no idea. The median's a five and six team that doesn't score on offense very much and move the ball. <sighs> like, can BYU summon a unique performance tomorrow similar to last week that is perhaps the best or second best performance of the year to give themselves a chance? The answer is yes, they can do it. I apologize. Like, you roll out for breakfast every morning with us, and I'm like, all right. Well, uh, it's, it's, o- it's oatmeal again, and, and maybe we've got a little brown sugar and a little honey, but we're running low on it. It's like a little? Shoot. Now, I say that because it's the same message every week, which is BYU, need, BYU <laughs> needs to win the turnover margin okay, and establish a run game and try and get to a bowl game. Like, the oatmeal. Five weeks in a row. So, maybe, you're, maybe BYU's more hungry. Maybe you're hungry. Maybe it tastes better today. Maybe they get that sixth win, and it's okay. But I, I, I feel bad because it's the same message every week based on who this team is. Just, I know. That's why this morning I had eggs, bacon, and You mixed sausage. it up. I went, no. This is the same I've been going with the last couple oh, of days. I've been right. going hard. Wow. Because BYU needs to go hard tomorrow. <laughs> Topic two, speaking oh. of going hard, <laughs> men's hoops. 5-0, and oh, baby. Two P6 wins, uh, taking out San Diego State. Uh, and then, of course, last night, dominating Arizona State. Just a, a taste of what's going to happen in the Big 12 next year. Oh, how poor is Arizona State? Will the Cougars be ranked next week regardless of what happens tonight against NC State? No, they will not. They have to beat NC State to get ranked. You do. Like, this is the next most significant test for BYU in the now six games that they will have played, including tonight. you got to beat NC State to prove that you are a ranked team. It's a neutral floor. It's not on the road. You're in Vegas. Like, BYU has a lot of fans there, which is cool. It's nice to see the BYU fans show up late on Thanksgiving night. BYU will have a home court advantage of sorts, and, you know, they're home away from home. BYU needs to be at NC State. I know they were, like, the margin against Arizona State is very impressive, but if you lose to NC State and that's the last thing you've done and shown to the committee, like, they'll probably be a team that's receiving votes again and will be just outside. So, for me... Being, being the voters? Yeah. Yeah, the, the voters in the AP poll. Like, and frankly, if you want to if you want to stay in one of the last four buys in Joe Lenardi's bracket, then you probably need to beat NC State as well. BYU is a favorite. They're, this BYU is supposed to beat NC State. So yeah. what do good teams do? They typically beat the teams that they're supposed to beat. Go and show that you can go two and zero. You can win the Vegas Showdown. You're six and zero coming back home, and now you have wins against San Diego State and a pretty good NC State team. And you embarrassed Arizona State. Now you're number 21 or number 22 coming into the AP Top 25 next week. I wish, I wish that BYU had done enough to be in the Top 25. Regardless, I just don't think they're there yet. That's a possibility. They are. They play a close game and uh, look good in, in doing so and are efficient like they have been. There's a possibility at 5-1. and one. BYU was two out last week. You hammered uh, Arizona State. Uh, maybe get lost in the shuffle. BYU don't watch the game per se, being late at 10 Eastern. <laughs> and then just see a box scored <laughs> if you lose by a couple of points or maybe an overtime. There's a chance, sure. I don't really care that much whether BYU's ranked next week or not. I just want them to continue to get better. And they obviously – like, it'd be cool. Don't get me wrong. But, like – I value BYU being 12 in Ken Palm more than I value, value being ranked in the top 25. Like, that, that, those numbers and that efficiency is awesome. See, it surprised me because BYU started the game shooting the ball so poorly. Yeah. I was like, oh, man, the efficiency narcs are going to take a big hit tonight. No. In fact, BYU went up. They jumped two spots in Ken Palm. Because it is, um, it is against your competition, too. Like, it is how you perform and against competition. And you hold Arizona State to 49. It was 17 in the first half. Like, 
Like, we can complain about how the offense was. The defense was way better. How good was Noah Waterman? Bro? And how good is the rebounding for this team, Jerem? So good. Like, the fact, the continuity of this team, like, what we underestimated with basketball, we un- overestim- uh, underestimated with basketball, we over or didn't take into account enough with football, which is continuity matters. The fact that these guys have played with each other at least a year, some guys two years, is awesome. Some three. Some three, some seven. Just kidding. The fact they have two of the top three oldest players in college basketball, like finally the experience advantage is helping BYU. Maybe Bill Self knew what he was talking about at Big 12 Media Day. strollers. Well, it's just Trayton Christensen <laughs> as a stroller, and he's not playing. But uh, it's exciting to watch this team uh, come together. Are they, like, for sure going to make the NCAA tournament? It's like, I don't know quite yet. I got to see BYU in Big 12 play before I can really evaluate that. But, like, BYU uh, is doing great work. And ESPN, too, did some great work last night. They yes. perhaps gave us the greatest graphic of all time. So they compared wow. – they're talking about Spencer Johnson's age, and they compared it to Jason Tatum of the Celtics. So Johnson older than Tatum by, by like six, six months. months. Years in the NBA, NBA earnings, almost 99 million. <laughs> but Cougar Tales enjoyed our boy Sean Farnham, who was actually on the uh, Cougar – Cougar Tail rapper with us, by the way. That's like one of the greatest privileges of all time. They put us on the rapper, which is like so flattering. They're like, hey, do you mind if we use it? I'm like, can I pay you? Yeah. Uh, yeah, Farnham wanted, he wanted some royalties, though. He's like, what, what the heck, man? Like, where are my royalties? <laughs> you don't really understand this place, do you, Sean? <laughs> um, no, that, that was great. I'm super excited for BYU. Don't really care whether they're ranked or not next week. If they, it's not next week, it's going to be the week after that. Because uh, they... At Fresno State, neutral site, Delta Center next week. Like, let's go. Like, BYU's playing so great. It's so fun to watch. It's good team basketball, yeah. and there's not a lot of flaws. Although, Noah Tiki Ali Atiki, we assume, tonight for the fight last night, is going to affect that rebounding number for BYU. Because Ali Khalifa hasn't played yet. Maybe no. he needs to suit up tonight. Well, I don't think he's going to. I think, I mean, based on what Mark Pope told me last week, he's still, like, a little ways away. I, mm. I don't think Ali is even available. T- it might be tough to rebound. Though. It might be Towns and Triple. And Foose, right? That might be your, your post tonight. So there, there's, yeah, there's a reason for concern because NC State's got some big bodies too. They got some big guys in there. By, by the way, BYU number one in three-point defense in the country right now. 17% allowed. Woo! Let's go. Colton, All right. Colton, can I'll, you hear me? I'll be interested to uh, hear what BYU fans have to say when this BYU basketball team loses their first game. Like, what, how will the narrative shift once well, – because the, they're going to lose a game. What we don't want is uh, two years ago at Oregon, you get up to number 12, you're feeling good, and then late, you go to the NIT third round. It's not a bad year, but, like, I'm, I, talk to, let's talk halfway through Big 12 play before we really evaluate – like, seriously evaluate whether BYU is going to play in the tourney and do anything. What like, it's going to be a sack. What if they're undefeated in non-conference? That's awesome. <sighs> then we expect the tourney, but it's like – Okay, let's play in yeah, Big 12 yes. and see what that's what like. What will the narrative be when this team eventually loses a game? We'll what see. if they don't all season? <laughs> Stop it. Our question 30, of the day. like 9-0? Our question of the day. Which team needs a win more? Yikes. This weekend. <laughs> this is perhaps the toughest question we've ever asked. Is it BYU football trying to get bowl eligible against 20th ranked <sighs> Oklahoma State? Or is it number one seed BYU women's soccer trying to exercise the demons that they have faced in the NCAA tournament against North Carolina specifically? Same matchup tonight. That's like Southfield. Which kid do you love more? It's like, what? I love both. All right. You got to pick one. Tony Henry on Facebook chooses. Tony. 
BYU women's soccer has a chance at a national championship. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. As far as I'm concerned, football is in a building year. Rebuilding year. Yeah. A bowl game would be nice, but it's not anywhere near as important as a national championship. Go Cougs. Oh, that's a pretty good answer. Okay, Walter Peterson on football. Ending the year on a five-game skid would hurt, especially after how well BYU played in Provo last week. Football can win if it's clean, gets bowl eligible in their first year in a Power 5 league, which would be pretty incredible. <sighs> what is greater, bowl game from football in year one of the Big 12 or college cup chance at a natty for women's soccer? I don't know. I, I don't know. If I have to, I'm going women's soccer because the stakes are higher there. I understand that football is more popular, but, like, BYU can build off of uh, this momentum. The unfortunate part is – Next year, yeah, going to a bowl game is not a huge deal. No, like, but it's it's more about like gearing up for next year. And when football is good and rolling a little bit, it feels like the entire athletic department benefits from this. Totally. Although there's less continuity year to year now with the transfer portal than you want. How do you view it? This is an almost impossible question to answer. Hashtag BYUSN on X, Facebook, <laughs> and Instagram. I don't know. Like, it's 50-50 for me. It's 51-40. It's 50.1. It's like a presidential vote. Okay, BYUSN game day. Tomorrow, 1.30 Eastern time. BYU, Oklahoma State. That's uh, amazing. Bronze Kafusi, guest analyst. Let's go, Bronze. Up next, one of our go-to analysts, Blaine Fowler, joins us. Does he believe BYU will indeed build off the performance from last week against OU and take it into Stillwater? And where does he think the Cougars have an advantage? This is BYU Sports Nation. It's a BYU blue light special on Black Friday. Did you go to Kmart and get a blue light special growing up? I don't know that I ever did that. I got a starter jacket. You want to know which team of starter jacket I got Ooh. back in the day? Uh, get, tell me, tell me the year. Just it tell is, me the year. Just tell uh, me the year. 94? 95? The Portland Trailblazers. It was the UNC Tar Heels. Oh, okay. Joyce women's soccer opponent. My dad grew up uh, you know, UNC guy. Tried to get me to be a UNC guy. Parents uh -huh. got divorced. That kind of went away. Moved to Utah, BYU. But tonight's women's soccer game is BYU-UNC, so there you go. Well, burn the jacket. <laughs> <laughs> Joining us now, a man who has a few jackets of his own. Uh, we should give him a Hall of Fame jacket when it comes to BYU sports and coverage of BYU sports. The BYU Sports, sports Nation Hall of Fame? Yeah, yeah we should make that. Blaine yeah. Fowler is on BYUSN on this Black Friday. Blaine, how's the shopping coming along, my friend? I, I you know, I don't really do shopping, so... Thank goodness my, my two daughters, like the only person I have to buy for is Brenda and, and Nicole and Libby. Oh, they come up big. Okay. Every year. Like, hey dad, mom needs this and this. I'm like, can you, can you get that? And they're like, yeah, I'll get it. And so when it comes down to it, I really don't do shopping. So you, so. you Venmo your daughters and you're good. Yeah, well, and um, <laughs> my philosophy has always been, listen, I'll go work five jobs if I have to and provide the funding for the shopping. Yep. But is long, like, I'll do 10 jobs as long as I don't have to go shopping. Oh, I yeah, feel that I in my bones. I, yeah, I, I feel that too. And there's no way that Landon, Gavin, and Kellen are contributing in that way. So it's all good, man. No. Uh, love those no, guys, just but, but no way. The um, only okay. thing I'm okay shopping for is furniture, because when we go into the furniture store, I immediately just go sit on the couch, yeah. and then I'm okay. Today yep. would be a good day for that. You could just watch football. Um, okay, yes. speaking of, 
We were talking about whether we feel like BYU can build off of last week into this week. Certainly another good opponent, another ranked team. This time it's on the road. A lot at stake for uh, OSU. Can BYU build off this and take care of the ball better and, and take it away better? I Absolutely, I think they can. And I think that that's been the theme all week um, with the coaching staff. It, it's nice to have a game where you can go watch film and say, See, guys, this is what we were talking about. You match up with anybody. Oklahoma probably has, if you go position by position, the second best team in the league when it comes to talent. Texas is probably the most. Then, then I'd say Oklahoma and TCU are, are really close. Isn't it interesting that the records sort of reflect that? Maybe TCU's underperformed this year. But, but you can point on play after play. If you get in the gap defensively that you're supposed to be in, if you run the alley the way you're supposed to run it, um, we match up with these teams. The only thing we didn't do was take care of the football. Remedy that on the road, and you will beat Oklahoma State. And it's one thing to say that when it's not really happening. It's another to put the film up and say that and have the guys go, gosh, they're, they're exactly right here. Like we, we can do this. We can run the football on people when we pick up the right people on the front and when we block a hat on a hat and don't have free runners we can run the football for 217 yards like like folks just saw when you get Aiden Robbins going downhill. Um, so so I think, can you build on it? You absolutely can because the theme this week has been look at yourself on film, look what you're capable of, let's take it up a notch on the road, and let's take care of the football, and we got something here. Blaine Fowler is with us on BYU Sports Nation. All right, Blaine, the Big 12 week-to-week -week has been – so full of parody and just unexpected results that, frankly, I, I have no idea what to expect tomorrow from BYU against an Oklahoma State team that lost by 42 points to UCF and lost by 26 points at home to South Alabama. But this same Oklahoma State team beat OU head-to-head, -head and they got one of the best, most exciting running backs in the entire country. So what, what do you expect to happen tomorrow is there something you could circle and say yes this will definitely happen yeah i ollie gordon's tough to stop like i i knew this is the great running back you're talking about he's one of the best in the country um but i don't think you have to stop him to beat oklahoma state i i think if you if you can limit if you can keep him to 150 yards or less isn't that crazy that i'm saying just keep him to 150 <laughs> yards or less but but if you can keep him in that and you don't give him these big home run plays and make Oklahoma State work it, I I just don't think that their defense, uh, when I look at Oklahoma State defensively on film, I'm just not, I'm not overly impressed with them. And I think BYU found something offensively last week. Uh, this Oklahoma State team comes in ranked 107th in the country in rush defense. So if you can keep them from just running the ball down your throat with Gordon, I think BYU can actually establish the run a little bit Give give the quarterback some play action passes offensively that 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 he can complete, and I think you're in a ball game where you come down to the stretch and you have a chance to win this thing. Um, it's also supposed to rain um, tomorrow. There, yep. remember that Oklahoma State game where they just got beat to death by Central Florida was in a rainstorm. Um, so I, I just feel like if BYU found the running game last week and they found it because they called the right kind of plays for Aiden Robbins, but also because they went simple, and that offensive line, they found the right guys. Th this year, it hasn't been, oh, offensive lines, everybody's getting beat one-on-one. -on -one. It's been, 
Why are they doubly teaming that guy and not blocking the other guy on the line of scrimmage? So many negative yardage plays with just unblocked players. They fixed that last week. So keep it fixed. And if you keep it fixed, I feel like they can run the ball, which will lead to bigger plays and play action. And if they can just keep Gordon from going off for 250 yards or something nuts like that, I feel like they're in the game and they have a chance to win this thing at the end. When they give it to him 20 times, I think they're 6-0 this year. So that carry number will be interesting. I would argue BYU did a nice job against other very talented running backs around the country in the Big 12. Taj Brooks, Texas Tech. Jonathan Brooks of Texas. Imani Bailey, TCU. Granted, they just threw the ball a lot in that one. Devin Neal, not so much Kansas, but there's an opportunity there. With that said, you said, hey, BYU's got to control uh, the clock and, and the run game. Does that mean you think Jake Retzloff should be the starter with the increased run game, and then obviously he needs to take care of the ball? Or do you think Keaton Slovis should start if healthy? I just, I just don't feel like Keaton's still 100% healthy. And if he's not, um, Jake gives you a run dynamic. I, I, as we were watching film uh, to get ready for after further review this last week, we're watching plays where Aiden's getting that cutback lane where they're handing it to him play side. So say the play's designed to go to the right. They hand it to him play side, and then Retzliff hands the ball off, and he continues his – motion out to the left, and the backside end and the backside linebacker both respect him. They step outside. That's what creates the cutback lane. The cutback lane's not created by anybody blocking anybody. You leave those guys unblocked. If they respect the quarterback, the cutback's there. If they don't respect the quarterback, Jake can keep it and run with the football. And we saw him do that a couple of times. So so when you're running that, not necessarily the RPO, but the zone read or, or wherever there's an option for the quarterback to keep the football – um, you have a couple of guys on the backside that have to stay home defensively, and it creates some running lanes for for Aiden when he's running downhill. So, so Jake does bring that dynamic to it, where where if you don't respect him, he'll go run for fifteen or twenty yards. He's got that capability. Um, interestingly, Oklahoma State's quarterback, um, Bauman, he's he's big, tall, thrower, kind of a pocket guy. They do run that type of offense. But he's not a guy that you're going, oh, man, we can't step down and rally to him. He's he, he's not like Oklahoma's quarterback or Kansas's quarterback where you feel like, oh, my gosh, a big play is just waiting to happen. I think you can get a little more aggressive with pressuring him in the pass game because he, he may hurt you a little bit running, but he's not going to run 50 yards for a touchdown. He's just not that kind of guy. He's a solid runner, but he's not a breakaway, going to kill you with his feet type of a guy. So this type of quarterback – um, as good as he is and as, and as well as he throws the football, isn't as big a threat to BYU's defense as, as somebody like Dylan Gabriel, who, by the way, BYU did a phenomenal job on in that first half last week. So I think the matchup is, is it's a good matchup for BYU. When they had really good running backs and could focus on those backs, they've done a really good job, as you mentioned, Jeremy, this year in defending that. I expect them to yeah, – I, I put that mark at 150. They can keep them 150 or under. Um, then o Oklahoma State's not going to go and and run away with this game. And then the other thing is that the offense can produce when you see Oklahoma State in games that they've struggled, but they get behind and they have to throw the football to catch up, and they can't give um, can't give Gordon the ball twenty plus touches because th there's not enough time to do that and to grind. And so I think it's important for them to get a quick start and for BYU to score early. Uh, to put Oklahoma State in kind of catch-up mode, and that would bode well for the Cougs as well. All right, <clears throat> great stuff on football, Blaine. Let's go ahead and turn the page to BYU basketball, who played late into the night in Las Vegas. 
Kind of an ugly game in a lot of ways, especially in the first half, but BYU's defense was there. Their rebounding was outstanding once again. Their efficiency marks have them at number 12 in the Ken Pomeroy Index now after that 28-point win over the Sun Devils. So I guess the question is, what Jeremy and I were just discussing a few minutes ago, is regardless of what happens tonight against NC State, do you believe BYU is a top 25 college basketball team right now? I think they are. Do I think they will be if they lose to NC State? It, it, it's hard to say. It's a late enough game that I don't like. I watched the first half last night on the couch and the second half in bed. Um, and so a lot of the people that vote in the AP and all of that, um, I don't know that they even see this game tonight, right? And so they're just going to look at the result. Um, I think they're, will they be ranked? It's borderline. I think they have a chance. Um, just because of the big blowout against Arizona State last night and the handling of San Diego State and the way they're playing against inferior teams. Think, think just back a year ago when all these transfers were first year in the program and Foosh was developing and Atiki wasn't who he is now and Waterman really wasn't quite sure what was expected of him and was just running around the perimeter and not rebounding and defending like he is now and Jackson Robinson wasn't sure where his shots were supposed to come. Like all of those things have changed. Last year, they would play an inferior team, and they, you know, they'd let them kind of stay in the game, and they'd win at the end. This year, they play an inferior team, and they blow them off the floor. It's like, hey, leave no doubt. And against good teams, they're playing with so much confidence right now, they look like a top 25 basketball team. And I talked to Dutch after the game at San Diego State, and he's like, wow, that's the most physical BYU team I've seen in a long, long time. Um, that was his comment, and I agree with him. That's, that's the thing that's been impressive. When the game was ugly, as you mentioned um, last night, that first half, BYU didn't back off. Arizona State, they got really physical. They came out on the perimeter. They had a lot of hands on people. They're trying to rough BYU up. BYU didn't back off at all. They, they put their shoulders down and just attacked. Um, and then they made Arizona State pay for pressing, uh, especially in that second half. It was like, okay, you want to press us? Fine. We're going to push the ball up the floor. We're going to get the ball to one of the wings, and we're going to knock down threes. Yep. I was surprised Arizona State pressed as much as they did. That was like, dude, Please, when are you going to get threes. out of this press? Because BYU's killing you. Yeah. Blaine, great stuff. A little football, a little basketball. That's why you are the dual threat analyst for BYU Sports Nation. Can't wait to watch the Cougs play against Oklahoma State. And I know you're a women's soccer fan. Big one tonight. So clear your schedule. Oh. Women's soccer tonight, football tomorrow. Basketball and uh, women's soccer beat the state of North Carolina today. That's yes, sure. that's right. Let's go. That's right. Beat They're the target like half an hour. Let's go. Awesome. Thanks, Blaine. See you guys. All right. That's a good point. A couple of North Carolina opponents yeah. were basketball and soccer. A, a, a bunch of my dad's side of the family is from like Raleigh area. Like in an alternate universe, I would have been. Hanging yeah. out in Raleigh-Durham? Big time UNC guy. But uh, nope. Nope. Not, not UNC, not NC State tonight. So let's go. Come on, let's make it the most epic weekend ever. I know, let's go. Okay, uh, Cougar pregame live is tomorrow. BYU Radio gets you set for the football game against Oklahoma State. Big one, as we mentioned, pregame, 1.30 Eastern on BYU Radio. Up next, did BYU basketball head coach Mark Pope have the best box out of his entire life last night? Maybe so. Plus, we'll preview that soccer matchup for BYU's women's team against North Carolina. This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Follow this year's program on uh, social media on Facebook, X, Instagram, YouTube, and TikTok. It's very simple. Welcome back to Studio B. I am Spencer. He is Jerem. Hope you're enjoying your Black Friday. Let's get to your Friday headlines. <laughs> 
UA finishes up the regular season in football at Oklahoma State tomorrow. The five and six Cougs need one more win to ensure a bowl game. Meanwhile, the Cowboys are in a three-way tie for second, trying to get into the Big 12 title game. If Texas wins today and Oklahoma State wins tomorrow, that is the simple route. There are like a million combinations of that, but BYU can upset that quite Play a bit. Play the spoiler! Let's go. Pre-game is at 1.30 Eastern tomorrow on BYU TV and BYU Radio. On to Cougars in the National Football League. Fred Warner had six tackles for the San Francisco 49ers in the 31-13 win in Seattle over the Seahawks. Zach Wilson and the Jets. He's the third-string quarterback this week, so he'll watch his team take on the Dolphins today. Taysom Hill, Jamal Williams, Daniel Sorensen, and the New Orleans Saints play Tyler Algier and the Falcons. How about that? Four Cougars in that matchup, in that rivalry matchup. And Puka Nakua, red hot once again. He and the LA Rams take on the Arizona Cardinals. Kyle Van and the Ravens play Michael Davis and the Chargers. Blake Freeland and the Colts play the Bucks, And Sione Takitaki and the Browns play the Broncos. Number one seed BYU women's soccer has a shot to earn a spot in their second ever College Cup tonight when they host Three-seed North Carolina, BYU of note, has lost to the Tar Heels in the previous two meetings in the NCAA tournament. 2012 in the Elite Eight in Provo, just like it is tonight, and in the Sweet 16 one season ago. Coverage begins at 8 Eastern, Big 12 now on ESPN+. Men's basketball beat Arizona State 77-49 last night. First game of the Vegas showdown. Cougars made 14 threes on 42% shooting, led by Noah Waterman who made a career-high 24 points, six threes. Near the end of the game, there was a scuffle involving Atiki Ali. Atiki was not expected to play tonight. We're still waiting on official word on that, however. The Cougars play NC State on ESPN2 and BYU Radio pregame at 9 Eastern on the radio. BYU women's basketball working to remain undefeated as they begin the season tomorrow, and they for host, rather, former WCC foe LMU for Eastern. That also available, Big 12 now on ESPN+. Number 16 women's volleyball swept West Virginia in three sets on Wednesday, including a BYU rally era margin record 25 to five Woo! in the third set. Aaron Livingston was awesome. 18 kills in three sets at five hundy. Tomorrow the Cougars wrap up the regular season at TCU. Then selection Sunday is at six Eastern on ESPNU. Cougars likely on the fringe of hosting in the first or second rounds. They are absolutely in the tournament. It's just a matter of seeding. And congratulations to Jordan Tiffany for being named the Big 12 Swimmer of the Week after yeah. breaking school records in the 100 fly, 100 back, and 50 fly, and was on the 200 and 400 medley relay record-breaking teams as well. Have a week, Jordan Tiffany. That's amazing. Those are today's headlines. Now let's whip it. The Cougar Whip Round presented by Maersk, your e-commerce logistics shipping partner. Are you confident women's soccer gets revenge against UNC tonight? Yes. Next, it's going to happen, Jerem. It's going to happen. This team, they know what's on the line. They've already traversed Utah State in a tough USC game. They, they are playing with a ton of confidence. Obviously, beat Michigan State too, but this is the year. Like they're going, they're a better team than North Carolina this year. North Carolina's really good. They've only given up multiple goals in two games this year. It's the number one offense in the country versus one of the best defenses in the country. It's it's an exciting matchup. Can't wait to uh, be a part of that one. I someone said, "Are you going to be in a suit tonight?" And I said, "No, you will not see my suit. I will be bundled up. <laughs> yeah. It's going to be like 34 yeah. degrees out there." Come on now, call your shot. What will BYU women's volleyball's NCAA tournament seating or? unseating B. Well, they do, uh, they change it a little bit. So they have the top eight in each region. So BYU is going to be a four or five seed. If they're a four seed, they'll host. If they're a five seed, they'll be the second best team yep. in that group of four. 
<sighs> I want to say there'll be a four, but I, I, I'm guessing there'll be a five. I expect a five seed. Yeah. Like, based on the RPI and losing to Kansas at home, like, I felt like Kansas at home, that loss was the backbreaker for BYU's chances to host. We don't have an updated RPI uh, since the 19th, and they were 15th, so slightly in at that point. But uh, we'll see, man. What stinks is, like, if they are a four seed, they're probably the 16th team, so they're the final four seed. And if they're a five seed, they're probably, like, the first five seed, meaning they're like the 17th yeah. team. I will take a four seed. Like, BYU at home has been really good. The one loss to Kansas. So, hosting means you're going to be at least in the second round, if not in the Sweet 16. Yeah, which for is sure. The program standard. Okay, men's hoops currently first in the country in three point attempts and three point makes per game. Is 3YU officially back? In the regards of three-point attempts and three-point makes overall, sure. But the thing that made 3YU a few years ago so special is they were the best three-point shooting team in the country percentage-wise. BYU basketball right now is just taking a ton more and naturally making a lot more. So taking up the percentage a little bit, Jerem, by one or two percent, maybe I'm ready to go back to the 3YU thing. It's 38.1 and that's 43rd. Jake Toulson, TJ Haas, Number Sally's one in the country. Eight. Yeah, that was special. Um, 3YU is not back, but what they're doing is shooting a lot and making a lot. If the percentage is higher, great. But I this version of BYU is awesome, man. Yeah. Like, this is a turning version of BYU. Can they keep this going if all this year? If this team can shoot 40% or better from the three-point line and, and maintain this clip, then 3YU is back. Then 3YU so 40, is back. So 40, we're saying 40. Yes, 40%, 40% straight up. Last night, there was a scuffle. And Atiki Ali Atiki was engaged with uh, an Arizona State forward, but Mark Pope prevented Atiki from taking more swings or kicking the opponent by just stepping in. He boxed out the Arizona State guy. Is this Mark Pope's best box out in his career? It actually is. Uh, and that includes his career in Turkey, in the uh, you know Continental League in the United States. <laughs> now, now, to Atiki's uh, credit or discredit, he got a, not only a punch, but a kick in there. So he, he has to talk with Kai Nakua and Louis Lapuahu now to be in that conversation of guys who have, who have done something like that the last couple of years. That's so well played by Mark, honestly. Like yeah. to get out there that fast and like intervene and get himself in the middle of that, like it significantly but, calmed things in a hurry. And by the way, uh, Waterman and Johnson who left the bench, not expected to be unavailable tonight. Yeah, they're not penalized for another game. We expected Tiki to, last night I, I asked, uh, there was no clarification on whether that was deemed a fight. If it was, and it should be, then uh, Tiki is suspended tonight. If you get in a second fight, by the way, you're out for the year. So it's a big deal. All right, let's not do that. It's a big deal. Okay. Don't do that. Uh, okay, one seed women's soccer taking on three seed North Carolina. This is as big of a game ever for BYU. Like college cup games were probably a little bigger, right? But this is huge tonight. Eight Eastern, Elite Eight, Big 12 now on ESPN Plus. Let's go. Up next, time to make our picks in the Big 12 Roundup and our final edition of Prop Picks as well. And I know the season has been decided, but that doesn't make it any less entertaining about how much parody is this conference. This is BYU Sports Nation. This portion of BYU Sports Nation is presented by Maersk, your e-commerce logistics shipping partner. And then some, and then the touchdown. Pass is complete, and it's going to be a touchdown with the catch and the score. 
Parody on parody, it is time for the Big 12 Roundup. We move this conversation back over to the big board to appropriately tackle each of the games in the regular season finale for the Big 12 Conference. Hopefully this isn't the last time we're doing this. Jerem, I, I couldn't agree more. Hopefully we're doing it one more time in a bowl game scenario. Maybe we'll just do it just because. Okay, first game, TCU Oklahoma, Oklahoma by nine and a half. This game's actually being played as we speak, uh, kicked off already. Uh, who you got in this one? We made our picks before the game, yes. just to be clear, yes. right? I got Oklahoma. They're I, at home. I did too. There was a wake-up call last week against BYU. TCU's terrible on the road this year. Oklahoma all the way. Dylan Gabriel starting, by the way. That makes a big had, difference, had, too. Had an injury, short week, still good to go. Okay. Texas Tech at number seven, Texas, with the Longhorns playing for their spot in the Big 12 championship game. 13 and a half point favorite are the Longhorns. Who are you taking here? Uh, I have Texas Tech covering this one. Uh, Texas just six and five against the spread this year, and so uh, give me the Red Raiders to cover here. I like Texas at home. Again, I think because of what's on the line here today, and I don't trust Texas Tech nearly as much on the road as I do with the Red Raiders playing on their home field. So I'm actually gonna take Texas in the points. Good for you! All right. Houston at uh, UCF, big favorite, 13 and a half. Is there a more bipolar team in the Big 12 than Houston is, especially when it comes to home and road contests? Houston at home, scary deal. Houston on the road, meow. I'm going UCF to cover here. Uh, big number, Houston has lost three or four against the spread, but give me Houston to cover wow. on the road. Donovan on the Smith, road. let's go. Wow, okay. West Virginia, an 11 point favorite at Baylor. The Mountaineers trying to get to eight wins on the season. Okay, Baylor is three and eight against the spread. This is my super pick. Give me West Virginia to get to eight wins. You have chosen wisely. In the words of the, uh, the knight in Indiana Jones on the Last Crusade. I thought that was Dumbledore, I'm gonna no, be honest. No. <laughs> <laughs> you have chosen wisely. It sounds very yes. similar. <laughs> I, I got West Virginia as well. Yeah. Go Mountaineers, let's go. Okay, Kansas, seven point favorite on the road at Cincinnati. Jayhawks looking for their first eight win season since 08. Well, guess what, it's gonna happen because Cincinnati's terrible. Cincinnati is. And seven points doesn't seem like that much. I, I don't know, do, do the odds makers know something we don't know about Kansas? Because this for me is my super pick. Kansas, Kansas against a, a really bad Cincinnati team. Kansas has lost the last two by three and four points respectively at home. I think they're gonna be feisty on the road and get a big win. Yeah, for sure. All right, Iowa State. Interesting matchup here. Cyclones this is Armageddon, really, dude. Cyclones are really good on defense. I love the name of it. Kansas game. State has been gangbusters at home. Yeah. They're a 10-point favorite against Iowa State. You yep. taking Kansas State or Iowa State with the points? I have Iowa State to cover. They've covered five of the last seven. They've at least done that. I believe in the Wildcats. Again, they're, the Wildcats are hanging on to any sort of they're hope that they can get into well, the Big yeah. 12 championship game, too. So I feel like... The motivation factor, and Manhattan's just a brutally tough place to play. Like, I, so I'm, I'm gonna take the Wildcats here. I've never personally played there, but you tell me. And BYU at Oklahoma State, 16 and a half points. Dog for the Cougs. I understand the line, because BYU's offense has been really, really lackluster, but based on last week, it's like, man, really, it's still 17 points? Maybe because maybe BYU's been so bad on the road, too. Uh, we get paid by BYU. They sign our check. Jeremy, I'm going, have, I'm going with BYU. We have yet to go against Brigham, and we will continue to not go against Brigham, okay? <laughs> BYU. From covered. out of the shadows into the light. From within the shadows. We stand with BYU. Of the everlasting hills. May touchdowns be with you this day and always. Yeah, let's go. Okay. Now we turn to prop picks within the game. Yep. 
of between BYU and Oklahoma State. Okay, Colton Potter, what do you have for us? Prop pick number one. No, we just oh, wait, we were doing it. Sorry, my apologies. We've had Colton on the show so much this week. Just used to Colton. I'm just used to Colton, like, how, hey, chiming in. Colton, how are your shoulders from carrying the program? <laughs> okay. Over under 16 and a half completions for Jake Retzloff. I'll go over. I think BYU will hopefully, really? hopefully be able to run the ball, but I could sense that maybe BYU like trails a little bit and needs to throw a little more. Rainy game. It's going to be ugly. BYU's going to need to run more. They got a running quarterback. I'm going under 16 and a half completions. More rushing yards. Ellie Gordon or Brigham? BYU, and this is a hope, this is me taking this on pure hope, that BYU can rush for what Oklahoma State has typically given up, which is over 170, and that the Cougars can hold Ali Gordon III under 170. Ali averages 27 more yards than BYU, but I have BYU okay. as well. All right, which or what will be the turnover margin? BYU positive for the first time in quite a while, even, or BYU loses the turnover Yeah, This one I'm going to like actually say what I think. Think for real, real, real. Okay. Real. BYU's gonna be negative. Okay. I hope they're positive. They have to if they're gonna cover and compete. But uh, I think BYU. Ends yeah, up. my picks are primarily based on. Okay, this is the only way BYU can actually win the game. Positive. BYU is positive I, in the I turnover would, margin. I would normally do that, but I did not know. Uh, which team will win the coin toss? Oklahoma State. Uh, I'll say BYU. <laughs> I did have Oklahoma State, but I'll pick a different one. Just <laughs> no. How long into the game will the first touchdown be scored? Closest to the pin wins. Six fifty on the clock first quarter. That is hilarious. I think I said seven minutes into the game. We're that close. We never so talk about this. It's like the same thing. Okay, so I'm taking it at eight minutes in the first quarter. You got it at 6.50 on the clock. What team do you think needs to win more over the weekend? Is it BYU women's soccer in the Elite Eight to get to another college cup? Or is it BYU football snapping a four-game losing skid, avoiding the five-game skid to close the season and getting bowl eligible? This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Welcome back with our Elite Voice of the Day presented by PAX Healthcare Elevated. Which team needs to win more? We're going to go with BYU football according to Daniel Norton next. More important, women's soccer. So needs BYU football, more important women's soccer. Look forward to watching both. Today's Rise and Shout Out presented by Mountain America, the official credit union of BYU Athletics. No Waterman. 24 points for Jerem. I am Spencer. Shout out to Jen Rockwood. Get it done tonight. Go Cougs. Sorry, Dennis.